on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. A lot of times we go ask people for feedback. Hey, what do you think I should do here? What do you, bro, stop it. The decision that you have to make, they're given to you because you can make them. But if you start asking the neighbor, a friend, your mother, you're going to get so many different answers and you're going to get confused. And remember that a confused mind will never take action. So when I have a sensitive decision I have to make, I get away from people and I allow myself to think. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings. I'm coming to you this week. My guest, Jose Sanchez. I'll tell you what, this guy is a spit fire. Made his first million in 10 months and has completely continued to crush it past that. Gives so much value. Hits the punchline so hard. I cannot wait for you to get this one. Um, I'm just going to cut it right here. You need to hurry up and hear his voice. Grab that pen and paper. It's coming down the pipe. All right, everybody. I'm Chaz Wolf. I'm your host, Gathering the Kings, and we're back. We've got Jose Sanchez at the Kings table today. Welcome, brother. Hey, man. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited not only to be here with you, but to share some some of this powerful information with your audience. I know those of you listening are going to benefit quite a bit from this. Uh, I love it, man. Um, so first off, tell us what kind of business that you have, man. Yeah, so I got a few. The The most profitable one, the one that I'm putting the most uh, time, energy, and effort is, is, is a company that I, that I started two years ago. It's called Double X Digital. We are a digital marketing company. I know that term is kind of iffy because there's so much of that going on. Let me explain to you sure. what it is we do. So I created this company off an idea during COVID, but the company is a marketing company on the internet that focuses on advertising for HVAC companies. And HVAC is a term most people don't even understand what it means. We'll break it down even more. Air conditioning and ventilation, right? Air and heat. So anyone that owns an air conditioning company has probably hired me or knows about me. At some point or another, they came across my ad because I targeted, you know, on the internet. Uh You know, that's what we do. We, We provide them with lead generation. We book appointments and we dispatch people into jobs. Yeah, I love I love also from our offline conversation, just the value that we talked about that you provide your customers. Um, like I, I, as a natural sales guy, I've got a huge history in leads, like leads are important, but you go one step beyond. You're not just providing the lead, your team's calling the lead, you're setting up the appointment, you're basically dispatching, like you just said, I love that word, which for a contractor, man, what a great fit because they're not necessarily always the best person to make that phone call. Um, and so you just are, are providing value to them at a super high level. I just love it. My question before we dig into kind of like how you built things, obviously it's been a super fast process to get to seven plus figures in two years. So we're going to have quite a bit to talk about here, but at this level, you know, this seven figure plus level, why do you think that you're going to still try to push from this level up? I mean, it's only been two years, but like, I can tell you there's, you're still full of fire. Like, why do you still push? Bro, I haven't even gotten started. Like, like I realized, so we made our first million within our first 10 months in business. And I was like, damn, this shit's cool. But is this it? 
Yeah. And I realize that there's levels to the game. And so yeah. there's a big difference between being a millionaire and there's a big difference between being a billionaire. Big difference. Big difference. Like miles, thousands yes. of miles of difference, right? And so yes. it's not that I necessarily have ambitions to just have all the world and the money. It's the fact that when you're making money, you're growing. Yeah. And to me, growth is one of those factors that drive me to become better. And I've realized that the happiest that in my life that I've ever been is when I'm building and, and I'm creating things and I'm accomplishing new things. And I'm at the saddest is when I'm stagnant and I'm not doing anything. Right. And so I'm looking for inner happiness and I find it by building things. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, I've used the phrase, I'm a builder many, many times. It's actually even on my site. But when you can fully grasp that identity that a lot of entrepreneurs have, I'm a builder, right? Not like physically that I'm going to put uh, you know, wood pieces together, but because that'd be terrible. I'd be bad at that. But but when you can identify that yourself as that and then like lean hard into that, you know that these things make you happy, then then it's not a big deal. And so I love that perspective. Okay, so let's go back. Let's go back into your journey. You know, the 10 months that you weren't seven figures. Because <laughs> that's that's who's listening right now as a six-figure business owner. And they've probably been doing it longer than 10 months. Maybe they haven't started yet. I don't know. But they're in this place of like, ah, oh, I want more, right? Like everything that you've said, but they're trying to get there. Tell me about where entrepreneurship started for you. Like, was it this business? Was it another business? Like why this business started? You know, give me the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you asked that question because we all hear the stories of success, but unless you understand how it started, you can't really relate to them the same way, yeah, right? Um, for me, it started when I was a kid, man. Like I've always, my grandfather, I think it started with my grandfather instilling that there was a business side of things. And my my, my grandfather is my homie, man. Like we're, we're boys. <laughs> we kick back, we, we sip some tequila together and whatnot. He's a salesman from the heart, dude. Like yeah. He, he's not. See, this is the difference. I got into business. I realized my grandpa wasn't a closer. He was just trying to sell anything he could to yeah. anybody that would buy. And as I got older and became a professional, I realized that there's a difference. And so for me, it was my grandfather, you know, wanting to start business, wanting to, to, you know, make money of things. And so I are as an early age, I don't know if there's somebody that may be listening that at an early age, somebody influenced them to do something that they do today. And for sure. me, it was my grandfather, right? And so yeah. as I got a little older, um, I realized, man, I really had a good ability to speak with people and convince people to do what I want them. And at the beginning, real, real talk, you know, no fluff. Dude, I was manipulating people left sure. and right. And right. I'm not talking about in business. I'm talking about when I was in high school, dude, girls, hey, right. what's up? whatever yeah. I could do to manipulate and see there's a difference between manipulation and influence. I talk about it all the time. Manipulation yeah. is the fact of an action that is done for your own benefit. And influences the action of you selling somebody for their own benefit. Sure. Yeah. So 100%. At the beginning, dude, I had, I had, you know, I didn't know that I had a power. Yeah. And yeah. so the ability to communicate effectively and convince somebody is something that I realized when I was like 13. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And uh, as I was getting a little older, I started going into the wrong crowd. And uh, before I knew it, I was kind of lost in drugs. Yeah. And I realized that from the age of like 14 to 18 and 19, Dude, I did, and I don't know if it's it's ethically okay, but I did more drugs than I should have. Yeah, I mean, um, you're, I, I understand that there's a, there's a there's people who have gone down that road that you're not the only one, you know. Yeah, and so so what happened was is I I got lost for a little bit, and I lost who I was, and yeah. so for from the time I was like 18 to 22, I was trying to find myself, and so I did a lot of self you know searching and self development yeah. and, and and things like that. And if you've ever been in that position where you're like, hey, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what I'm called to do on this earth. 
And so what you do is you start looking and you start questioning. And what happens is it gives you the sense of lost that you don't know where you're supposed to be. You don't know if you're supposed to be at a job or you're supposed to be at a business. And so it creates this uncertainty within that it makes you search for answers. Yeah. And yeah, so if, for you're will, me, if you're willing to go down the road. Yeah. If you're willing to do it. And, and so for me, I was looking for answers. And so for me, one of the biggest things was self-development, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that, that sparked huge appetite. Yeah. Yeah. That opened up the doors. Um, I hope that answers that question. It was just the fact that I got lost and I wanted to find myself. Totally. Well, first off, I think that there's a lot of people that get lost in, in a lot of things, right? So it doesn't really matter what you're lost in, but if you don't know who you are or who you're made to be, then, then you don't understand your purpose. You're not willing to press in. You're not willing to do these things. And so that was part of what I'm hearing you say is that you had to first establish like, gosh, what, like, who, who am I? Like you said, personal development. That's what it is. It's like, I got to look at myself in the mirror and be able to understand who I am, be happy with who I am and go, okay, well, how do I press into this? How do I get better at this? So I love that perspective. Personal um, development has been a huge piece for me. And I would say probably for the most people listening, but it sounds like it was the beginning for you. And so like, how did that translate into starting a company though? Well, I didn't realize it at the time, but I'll share this with you. And, and, and anybody that's listening has gone through this process, maybe not even thinking about it. What you do today will prepare you for what you're going to do tomorrow. And I didn't realize it then. Yeah. But all the books I was reading from the time I was 18, I started. And by the way, guys, I'll tell you this. I got so lost when I was in, in school that I really didn't even know how to read or spell that I was terrible. So I discovered Audible. And I was like, this is the <laughs> fucking app. Because yes, I was just is. going through books, you know, and uh, I started realizing that everything that I was doing from the age of 18 to 22 was preparing me for me to go start a business down the road. Yeah, I didn't know it, dude. I was just compiling information about fucking stocks yeah. and business and investing. Bro, I didn't even have any money. Yeah, exactly. But I, I was building myself. And when I was, I believe it was uh, 21, I started selling cars. And when I started selling cars, it was it was that curve ball of, of learning and really like going in. Cause look, when you become a commission salesperson, you have to become a different person. Yeah. You cannot be a whiner. You cannot complain. You yep. cannot say anything. You gotta re reach down deep. <laughs> hey, look, when, if you guys ever had a commission sales job that does not pay you a base salary, you become a different person. Yeah. Cause you got to become a hunter. You got to go hunt your own deals. You got to make sure that you put money, you put food on the table by go get the money. So that's anyway, right. when I got into that, man, I, I really became a, a, a soft dude because I was like, man, I don't know if I'm built for this, bro. This yeah. is terrible. Ain't nobody yeah. feeding me nothing. Nobody wants to buy. I was starting to become a victim. And right. I, had a, I had a gentleman and see, this is the funny part. There has to be somebody in your life that extract the best out of you at some point or another. And I had a gentleman, his name is Kevin Robinson. He's still alive. And uh, the dude is such a cool guy. But when I, he was teaching me, Everything I know today, I thought he was the biggest asshole. <laughs> Isn't it funny, funny though? How that is. Yeah. You know, maybe when even when I was younger, my, I thought my dad hated me, but in reality, he was right. just being strict because he didn't want me to make the mistakes I was making. And so as we even get into adults, there's people that are gonna, you know, make us uncomfortable by teaching us certain things, but in reality, they have sure. the best intentions. And I didn't realize it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, to, I love how your story st stems from even just the rawness of your dad or your grandfather being good at sales and then you being honest about manipulation. I think that's huge because what you just said is that when you don't fully understand that someone else has your best interest at heart, it's because you think that it's manipulating, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%, man. And so when I got in sales and I realized nobody wanted to buy from me and it was tough, that's when I said, you know what? One or two things are going to happen. Number one, I'm going to go get a job at McDonald's and be recycled for the rest of my life. Or I'm going to learn this shit and be a pro. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I chose to be a pro, bro. Like I really, like I said, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know how I'm going to learn this, but I'm going to learn it. Right. And so the guy that was teaching me, he said, man, if you just learn how people make decisions, everything will get easier for you. And I was like, I don't even get what he, what, what is he trying to tell me? I don't even understand it. Who, who yep. teaches you like that? Right. Exactly. Who, what, um, what course do I take? What, what, yeah, what, like, what school do I have to go to? They don't exist. What YouTube channel can I tune? And like, dude, I was so yeah. broke. I didn't have no money. But I was like, you know what? I'm committed to learning. Six months later, go by. And, and see, the funny thing is everything that you keep in your head and you think about on, a, on a every day, it shows up. One way or another, yeah. uh, an ad hits you. Somebody talks about it. You see it on the, dude, it happens. The world has a way to bring things to life that you think about. Yeah. And for me, man, I just kept on, man, I want to learn how people make decisions. I want to learn your bro before you knew it, dude. That's all I was doing. The angle of decisions is everything. And obviously that's, I mean, without even you knowing it, you're setting me up for the transition here because on the show, like literally it's like, what good decisions, what bad decisions? Because what I have also learned through not only personal development, but then also now running multiple uh, successful and some not so successful companies is that your decisions are everything. And so, okay, let's use that now. Okay, so you haven't been in business forever, but you've been in business long enough to make some good and bad decisions because, man, you've got enough revenue where I know that there's been some good and bad ones in there. So let's start with the good first. What was the number one thing that you did in that first 10 months to get you to seven figures? That's what I want to know. Same thing that I did in the car business with self-development. Let me share with you a little deeper. So to answer that in a better way, I hired a professional an expert to teach me how to run my business. First thing I did. And, a mentor, and, a coach. A mentor. But before I started, the, I said, I want to start this business. Who can I go hire that's already where I want to be that's going to teach me to do this? First thing yeah. I did, I was negative 10 grand before I even started it. Filed the LLC. And I said, bro, I don't, I don't know if you're the right dude, but I'm going to give you the 10 grand and I'm going to pray. This is now getting spiritual. Bro. I'm going to pray that you don't screw me over because if uh, you do, I'm in trouble. It's not, it's not good. Yeah. 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 And so there's going to be many times that as you go through your journey, you're maybe six figures, even at seven figures, I question myself a lot that yeah. there's decisions financially that you're going to make that you're going to doubt yourself on. Totally. hundred percent. And in fact, in fact, I would challenge it to say that if you're not, that you're not making big enough decisions. <laughs> that is correct. Dude, I was scared of shit, man. I got the buyer's remorse. I was like, what the fuck? What did I do? Right. And to, to make it to make it more understandable, the good decision was that I did find an expert, somebody that had already accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. And he just guided me. He said, bro, this is the only things you need to focus on is this, this, and that. Don't do anything else. Don't get distracted by the other things that are going to come your way. So I did what he told me. I follow his steps. And and I still failed miserably the first four months because <laughs> okay. there's no instant gratification. That's what I was no, looking for. I said, Dude, I'm going to get this money for, right. you know, and I'm, now I'm, now I'm negative 28 grand. And now I'm starting to really second guess myself. See, wow. life is funny because when you think you made a good decision, it will start making you second guess yourself to see if that's really what you want before it gives you the reward. If that's the desire of the heart, that's hundred <laughs> percent. And it gets scary. And so if any of you are listening and you guys have made a decision financially to invest into something and it hasn't panned out yet, just wait because it's coming, but it's going to take longer than you expected for it to show up. Yeah. I love it. So it's funny because you say it was not instant gratification because in four months you were pissed, but at at month 10, you said you made your first million. 
So, um, which is like a huge S curve or a hockey stick there. And so the, the focus is really what I'm hearing you say is that you found someone who can help you. That's that's step number one. Step number two is that you leaned into what he said, which was just focus, focus, discipline, and you stayed the course. You didn't deviate. You didn't leave. You just kept going. That is correct. Yeah. All right. And, you know, I'll share this with the audience. This is something I learned later as, as I got into seven figures plus. It's your ability to focus on one thing for long periods of time will determine if you get it or not. Yeah. And sometimes long time doesn't mean four months or 10 months. Sometimes it means 10 years. You yeah. know, um, I remember when I bought my first franchise, this was a $500,000 purchase at 24 years old. And, and I'm thinking, okay, at 35 years old, that's when that business loan is going to be paid for. And I can, in essence, finally pay myself, right? <laughs> but 10 years is a long time to a 20-year-old. Bro. Even 10 months sometimes can be a long time for entrepreneurs in general. It doesn't matter how old you are because we want it and we want it now. So what I'm hearing you say, even though it happened, what I would venture to argue is pretty quick for you. But I would say that you had a lot of leading up, a lot of that that hockey stick looks really, really extreme because the underneath part that we didn't get to see was you working on you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, th- and then when you hit the business scene, you had already been working on you, which then allowed for the quick hockey stick, which I would totally agree with. I'd say that that was very similar to, to how I was in business. It was just like all of a sudden, boom. And then, and then the domo start, start rolling right after pretty quick. Okay. Let's flip the script. What's a bad decision that you've made so far. It could be in that first 10 months or even just since then that was just, basically devastating and, and keep us all away from it? You know, that's a, such a good question because I, there's a lot of bad decisions, but if there was one, the most impactful one is not to keep investing in the business, man. Like you have to put your money back into it and also back into you. Like, I, I think I've had enough opportunities that could have been freaking like next level home runs. And I was too scared to do them. Sure. So inside think- the business or are you talking about something different outside the business? Yeah, inside the well, actually, like bring in a certain person into work with us. And, like, for example, let me share this is such oh my God, this is such a good example. Six figure entrepreneurs are scared to hire high level people. 100%. Say it again for the people in the back. Say it again. <laughs> the people that are doing 100, 150 a year in their business are scared to hire somebody at 60 grand a year yeah. that could alleviate every single problem you have. But you're scared to pay them. Bro, they're not even making six, 60K. On 150, you're not making 60K. Oh, you're probably right? making so like, 30, 30, 40. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so, you know, okay. So if we backtrack a couple of steps, what they need to get good at is marketing and sales. They need to get you for lead gen. They need to, they need to get a sales process. And then once they get to that, you know, just a, just a little bit more than that, two, three, four, 600K. Now what you're talking about makes sense, but it's still the same problem. They're still scared, even at that mark. So what would There's that would work to entrepreneurship? And I talk about it all the time. When you're self-employed, first step is it's actually two steps you have to master. Self-employed needs to understand how to generate their own leads and close their own deals. Period. Yeah. yeah. The next step as you graduate from that and you become a business owner, there's two more steps you have to master. And I learned this from a guy named Ryan Stuman. I paid him quite a bit of money and still to today to hire that guy is a hundred grand a year. I'm getting coached with him my second year now. But the point I'm making is. Um, he taught me this second, second thing you have to learn as you become a business owner, you have to learn how to hire and you have to learn how to train. Yeah. Bro, most business owners, uh, that are six figures, I'll do it myself. I can probably do it better and less money. But the thing is, you'll never be a business. You'll always be either a self-employed or a freelancer, or you'll always right. own a job. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I, uh, agree 
uh, wholeheartedly. And those steps are the, the difference between the seven and the six figure conversation, right? So the person at the six figure mark, um, what they need to do is get good at marketing sales, fulfill the client, make sure that their finances are good and repeat, right? Marketing sales, fulfillment, finance, repeat. And then once you get to that seven figure mark, like, like you and I, uh, or, or above even, you now have to, like you said, you have to have a team. You should already have a team by that marker. But if you don't, then you have to accelerate team oriented. And then the training, yes, like that's huge. But even what you're saying, even deeper than just the training piece is that you have to go and be willing to hire high level team members. Bro, that changed the game, bro. When, when obviously I'm not going to recommend this for somebody that's making low money in their, in their bank accounts. But I'm talking about when you get to a point financially that the business is stable and you have money in the bank account and you don't want to be the guy doing everything. There's a point in time to hire people and pay them good, good employees have already jobs. They're working for great companies and they have great salaries. The only way you're going to get them is if you offer them something more compatible, you know, something that accommodates them and compatible to what they're already making. Otherwise you're always going to be stuck with People that don't show up on time, they're not committed. They want to get paid $50 an hour. You just got to pay somebody some good money, man. Yeah. And yeah. that's how you extract talent. And look, I hate to say this, bro, but I love poaching people. Yeah. No, well, it's it's the difference between hiring and recruiting, right? So like you yeah. you get good at what you know that you're looking for. And that's not just clients. That's that's team members too. Um, I've got, I've got a few folks on my team that I knew exactly what seat on the bus that I needed them on. And when that conversation arose, it was... Yes. And this yeah. is, this is a seat and they, it was good. It was perfect. It would just made sense. And so I'm picking up everything you're laying down, but let me just extract it real quick here for the audience. What I'm hearing you say is that the six figure person is doomed to stay at six figures unless number one, they get good at sales and marketing. Right. And then number two, you have to be able to hire other people because if you don't, you're stuck in the grind of the circle of I'm just doing it myself. Even if it's sometimes more satisfying to do it yourself, or even sometimes if you can't quote unquote, find good people, you're saying just go make more money, go go get good at sales and marketing so you can have more money so you can go pay better people because then like a lot of your worries kind of just, it doesn't like, they don't just disappear, right? Because it's people, but man, there's a lot of uh, systems that can be put in play there for sure. And, and you know what, I, and, and you're absolutely right. What I've realized is when you pay people more money you get more responsibility, normally those people are more capable of giving you less headaches because they totally. understand they're coming in with a higher responsibility. Dude, if I pay a dude 12 bucks an hour, I'm going to get $12 an hour. If I get somebody $120,000 a year salary, I'm going to get that. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Okay. So you've kind of mentioned it a little bit, but I want to kind of dig in there a little bit. Is there any sort of a, like a process or a discipline that you have around making decisions as they come across your desk nowadays? Look, all decisions are black and white. All of them. Yes or no. I'm at a point where I look at something. Yes. I look at it. Nope. I know what to do. Most people overthink and that's where decisions get complicated because you overthink a decision that you know you should have made. Yeah. Dude, just fucking make the decision. Whatever feels right is what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. simple. There's no process. Okay, so that was a little kid. I've been a rebel, bro. I don't follow rules. I follow instincts. My gut tells me. Yeah. And so I just listen, man. Yeah. Let's say that something comes up, situation comes up and bro, that we're not doing it. Oh, but yeah. we're going to, we're not doing it. And I know at this point that if I make the wrong decision, when you get to a higher level, decisions are going to cost more money and time. Oh, 100%. That's really risky. Yeah. And yeah. losing money, bro. I hate it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so do you find, like real talk, do you find that that makes you hesitant sometimes, even if it's another half second in your decision-making process? 
There are times that are, there are very sensitive decisions that I have to make. The sure. bigger your company and the more money's involved, the more sensitive the decision can be. Yeah. And when that happens, I see this is a mistake that I made that I no longer make today. And I hope that you can avoid it by listening to me. A lot of times we go ask people for feedback. Hey, what do you think I should do here? What do you, th- bro, stop it. The decision that you have to make, they're given to you because you can make them. But if you start asking the neighbor, a friend, your mother, you're going to get so many different answers and you're going to get confused. Yeah. And remember that yeah. a confused mind will never take action. So when I have a sensitive decision I have to make, I get away from people and I allow myself to think. And I think about this. This is my process. What is the first consequence that will happen from this decision? What is the second consequence that's going to follow two weeks later? And what's the third consequence that's going to follow months or years after? Mm-hmm. And if I can live with it, I'm making the choice. Yeah, that's great. But that's really it, man. Yeah, I love, I love what you just said. Basically, it's like, look, speed is my friend. Um, to make the decision quickly is better than slowly. However, preparing for the worst case scenario is applicable. Um, it doesn't mean that it slows down the process. And I think that's where a lot of people get in the analysis paralysis is that they want to overanalyze. Analyzing the worst case scenario is not a bad thing, like you just said. But you get away, even if it's for five minutes. I've made very, very large, sometimes even six-figure decisions. And you step away and you go, okay, we're going to do it, right? And and in that quick 30 seconds, it was, what's the worst case scenario? <laughs> like you said, what's going to happen in two weeks? What's going to happen in two months? What's going to happen in two years if this thing goes right south? Yeah. All right, we're doing it, you know, or, or, or no, Ugh, no, we're not doing it. And, and, and you're able to get to those places pretty quickly. So, okay. We're going to hop over here to the speed round. I want okay. one word answers if possible, but I'm notorious for digging in and getting more information. So in your business, mm-hmm. what metric, if you can only pick one, would you choose to track? Our acquisition cost. Okay. For a new client, I assume is what you're new client, yeah. For to acquire clients, how much does it cost us to acquire a client? If I had just one metric, that'd be the one. Okay, because in your brain, everything like if you know that number, then you know the margins on the rest of it, and just you can you can know that number, and then the rest of it falls into place. That is correct. That's awesome, man. Okay, what book would you recommend that a six figure owner read in order to get that seven figure mark? If I share this with you, you have to read it too. Wonderful. Okay, there's a book that's going to mess you up. I'm ready, but it's going to mess you up in the best way possible to set you up with a better future. And okay. if you hate reading, you're going to love this book. Okay, good. Okay. It's called person of interest by Michael Burt. It's oh, a one okay. hour yeah. book, short book, extremely compiled with powerful information. Yeah. Now tell me briefly Burt. what it talks about. Coach Burt. It talks about becoming a person of intrigue, a person that when walks and then when you walk in the door, everybody stands up to shake your hand. When you speak, everybody shuts up and listen. When you give somebody advice, everybody follows it. Yeah. It's becoming that person. And in yeah. business, if you don't become attractive and you don't get people that want a piece of you, you'll never make more money. Yeah, that's good. Love that perspective. Um, you know, and, and Michael Burt uh, has a lot going for him. So I think that that comes from a well, a, a good source <laughs> of, uh, of knowledge and advice. Okay. Um, in your budget, your actual P&L, do you have a place for personal development? You've, you've talked so highly about it. Five grand a month. Five grand a month. There you go. So there you've heard it. Tell me back real quick, because my secondary question usually to this is, at the six-figure mark, and you kind of already given this a little bit, but when you didn't have any money, AKA, 
<laughs> and it's and you and it's like, oh, I know I need to do that. Whether it's a book, a conference, a mentor, or whatever. Oh, but I, but but it's you're nervous, you're scared to do it. What do you recommend that this person listening right now who feels that tension do? Mm. Because I've been there. I was there when I was doing car shows. I didn't have any money. I put that on a credit card. I still show up because after the event, I was a different person. I made more money. Now, there's many people that I've learned that I, I believe here. Here's one one little piece of mind that I was sharing here. I just throw. I believe that people that are playing at a lower level haven't figured out and haven't heard the right information to play at a higher level. I think they're just missing a few tweaks of how they should play the game. And right. so if you are eager, if you want to learn, Dude, put your money for you, invest in you because you'll never lose when you invest in you. Yeah. And look, even if you ain't got the money, bro, there's there's people that have told me, I got kids, I got a wife. I'm like, dude, that's even more reasons to do this. Don't it make them excuses. They'll thank you later. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, it's funny because I was just talking to a guy, I don't know, earlier this week, a couple of days ago, and we were talking about personal development. And there was a point in, in my career. I was still a salesperson, but I owned a couple of franchises. So from all intents and purposes, I'm in my twenties. I'm already a millionaire. Um, I own multiple businesses. I'm starting to buy some real estate. I have several companies like, you know, from the outside, I'm like, I'm crushing it. And the trigger or the ugh on me was that I would seek out the information that you're looking for, but I would seek it out in videos and books and low hanging commitment. Yeah. Anyways. Right. Which is fine because it's there. Like, I work for Grant Cardone. Pretty much everything he talks about at some level is in his free stuff, but you can get it in systematic bullet points, one, two, three, four, if you pay for it. Right. And so I just was willing to spend hours and hours and hours listening to books and videos and, and stuff to find the free stuff. Cause that's where I was mentally at that point, even though I was still pretty successful. But what you're saying is that when you put money to it, which is what I was talking to this guy about the other day, is like when I figured out that. It's not just the knowledge. It is those couple of tweaks, but it's the fact that I put down money, bro. People change something inside of me. Yes, bro. People that pay, pay attention. And I believe that you are committed to where your money goes. hundred percent. If you are, if you say, well, I love doing this, but you never invested. How much do you really love it? A hundred percent. I love, I love doing all kinds of, like, I love being by the water. I'm going to be at a private Island this Friday, bro. I'm going to spend the whole weekend at a beach. Cause I just love that. That just fills me up. So wherever your money goes is where your commitments are. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I love it. Um, and 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 quickly followed by your decisions. Um, there therefore after. So, okay. Last question. You ready? Yes, sir. If you lost it all, what would you do? Oh, bro. Now, when you say I lost it all, let's re, let's 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 get clear on that. What did I lose? Did I lose the money? Did I lose the company? Did I lose the employees? Ah, uh, that's a good question. You lost it all. All of it. Like like all of it. My name, everything. <laughs> I can't lose it all. I got some up here still. What, there you go. Did I, did I lose my money? If I lost my money, I'm cool, bro. Shit. I'll probably be pissed off for a week yeah. straight up. Yeah. But if I didn't lose my name and my reputation, goddamn, bro. Shit, I'd be back up in three months. Like, what happened? <laughs> because I'm at a point in my life, and as you guys grow further in your in your business, you make connections that are powerful. And sure. those connections are friendships that will help you and basically become a bridge between where you are versus where you want to go. And they'll let you walk uh, on their ship. Maybe I, I, dude, I got friends of mine that make so much money, bro. I don't even think, I don't, I know they got P and L's, but I don't even think they know how much they have. Like right. they got, so because of that, if I did lose it all, my first instinct, look, this company went to zero, bro. I'm making some phone calls and I'm like, Hey, listen, 
How can I bring value your way? First thing I'm doing, dude, how can I help yeah. you? What yeah. problem do you have that I can step in? And I wouldn't even ask you for money. Let me just help. Just let me solve it. That's right. Yeah. So, so the two things there that I'm hearing that I'm going to uh, extract for the listener. Number one is that you have a network. So currently right now you're building, you're building your network of people who have so much money that they don't even know how much it is or fill in the gaps. It could be people who know people, people who are just in a good trade. It could be someone in your family. You have a network of someone that you can call in that scenario. Not that we're planning on the business going away, but the point is, is that you said your number one thing, the first thing you do to make a phone call. So your network is obviously a very, very important piece. Number two is that you would offer value. And so you have to have some sort of skill set. You have to have some sort of confidence or some sort of play inside of you that you could offer value for someone else. And I think those two things are super practical for the six-figure mark to go, well, how are you doing these two things? Are you building your network? Are you building your skill set? Are you building your team that has a skill set? Like that's how you get to seven figures, plain and simple every single day of the week. That's it. I'll leave before we end this. I just want to share. If you are not building your network and you don't know where to start, right? This is how I started. First, I got into like Grant Cardone. Dude, I've been to four of his 10x growth conference, and there is a community. Tony yeah. Roberts has a community. So you just got to find the people that you align with and pay totally. money to get in the room to shake the people's hands. Love it. Yep, 100%. Jose, if someone wanted to connect with you, yeah. how do they find you? Dude, I'm all over. So Instagram, Z-A-Y. My name's Jose, so I go by Zay. Z-A-Y underscore closer. I'm on, that's how you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, you can find me on Facebook as Jose Sanchez. I'm on YouTube as Visionary Millionaire. Okay. Um, dude, I'm everywhere. I also have a podcast, iTunes. It's called Mental Protein. That's my podcast. You guys can tune in and listen to some of the cool stuff that I talk about. Awesome. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited. If some of you guys want to connect, hit me up, man. I'm, I'm really open. I'm not one of those guys that's, you know, hey, talk to my assistant, dude. I, I'll, I'll sure. answer, you yeah. know, so excited to connect with some of your audience. Yeah, man. Love it. Thank you so much for the value that you've given here today. Obviously just so much practical, but Congratulations on your success, man. Obviously, uh, the level that you're at. And like you said, you're just getting started. I'm excited to see, you know, where where you go. And and now that I know you, man, I mean, I'm excited to see where where our relationship goes. To your point earlier about building your network, you just never know. Maybe we do deals together. Maybe we we know people that know we should know each other. Like you just don't know until you know. So I just so appreciate you coming in. Dude, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group. What that means is that we're really wanting only the entrepreneurs who take their business and targets super serious to apply. So if that's you, you think you got what it takes to level up your business, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com and apply. And we will see you on the other side.